0: I think nobody told Diana that it wasn't gay.
1: Much like Supernatural, no one told them it wasn't gay. Hello, welcome to Glee on the Rocks, the podcast where we break down the highs and lows of the writing, the music, and the cultural impact, the TV show that only ran for six seasons and ended more than five years ago. I am Emily. I'm Mandy. And I'm B. And today we are talking about season three, episode 14, On My Way. The uh, quick summary from good old Netflix is things heat up as the New Direction go head-to-head with the Dalton Academy warblers at regionals. Frankly, the summary does not tell you anything that's actually happening in this episode. And this but maybe epi- that's a good thing.
2: Yeah, it should... I don't know if anyone is listening to this podcast without watching the episodes along with us, but, like, slight content warning for definitely um mm-hmm. yes yeah suicide attempts
0: um yeah if you don't remember what episode this yeah. is um we're gonna be mentioning suicide quite a bit throughout this podcast i'm sure so
1: yes take care and i guess major accidents or at least, you know implied true. Yeah. car accidents if that's an issue for anybody but yes yeah, suicide is the uh the top Warning on this episode This this fun-filled yeah. Exciting episode Um, yeah I guess there's not a good way To go around The the big to-do Of this episode, but it does kind of I think the episode does kind of a good job of It doesn't sneak it in But mm-hmm. it It's not set up as A episode Like an after-school children's yeah. special episode because right. um, it starts out with uh, my BFF Sebastian trying to blackmail uh, Rachel into dropping out of regionals because he somehow seems to think that she's the only way the New Directions might win.
0: <laughs> which is then reinforced by the outcome of the episode, which is annoying.
1: Yes, it, it is. Um, it is reinforced. He does threaten her with a photoshop nude of Finn which may or may not constitute child pornography I'm not yeah that's entirely that's sure true. It's a thin line but um there were some good lines in this little uh this opening salvo of this episode um with well 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 if it isn't a young Barbara Streisand and an old Betty White which and where is Gay Cyclops? <laughs> gay Cyclops <laughs> Uh, so, you know, it's a, a fun way to get an episode going. And I think it also, um, I can't remember what the, the trailers and the promo of this episode were about, but I feel like it was mostly about regionals and not about the other plot lines. So I think it, it does set up, or I guess it doesn't really slap you in the face that something big and terrible is going to happen. Which I think was a good... It's kind of a sleight of hand, right? Like, we're all geared up for regionals and Finn and Rachel getting wet, uh, getting married. Mm. And instead, we get another Dave Karofsky episode and the series mid-season finale cliffhanger of The Last Shot. Which, again, if you haven't watched this episode, I like that's the whole point of this podcast (laughs) so please don't be surprised if um you you don't know what's about to happen in this episode
0: this episode has a lot of stuff going on just in general (laughs) like they really packed a lot in and i Mm -hmm. i almost felt like this was kind of the wrong episode to do regionals in like it felt weird to kind of put all it's a wedding and uh, fallout of an, a suicide attempt and regionals. That's a lot for one episode.
2: It's really like they were going hard on the cliffhanger and just like put a bunch of phrases into like a hat and drew out three of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like three things. Now let's write an episode around these three things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it really like each one is kind of significant in its own yeah. way.
2: Like, I think um, any one of them would have definitely been enough.
1: Any one of them plus Sue telling Quinn that she's pregnant. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Forgot about that completely. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yes.
1: <laughs> so, like, the Karofsi storyline plus Sue being pregnant, regionals plus Sue being pregnant, or yeah. the, the wedding plus Sue being pregnant. Any combo is good. Any combo plus one more is a lot. Yeah, But it, it is, you know, it is the mid-season finale and they are trying, this is, you know, pre-Netflix, they are trying to yeah. get people to remember to watch the show in three months. Yeah. So I guess it worked.
2: It's like, if they don't care about the gays, they'll care about the straight block. Yeah. Blah. <laughs> if they don't care about that, they'll care about, like, Sue's baby
1: yes that's the top of everyone's <laughs> list
0: i was about to say did people care about sue's baby
2: <laughs> i i completely forgot sue even had a baby even though we talked about it recently i still I forgot know. until we until I the same thing <laughs> up.
1: yeah i mean it was one of our like 30 days of glee opinions we were like yeah. the show even forgot about sue's baby like and so did we
0: yeah literally that quickly i forgot again
1: after talking about it two yeah. months ago
0: well, I remember watching these episodes live and thinking it was a joke that was eventually gonna, like,
1: yeah. guess
0: land. <laughs> like, yes. Like, there's no way.
1: Yeah, but, um, she is with child and, like, produces a fully grown woman that she adopted 12 years ago. But nope. No, no. She's pregnant. Well, we'll see, I guess. You'll have to listen to the show. <laughs> <laughs> and that's only
0: like the D uh, plot in this episode.
1: <laughs> that's the D plot, but it, it does bring Quinn in so that we start the episode with some Quinn and then we end the episode with some Quinn, right? True. Like she's, she wants to rejoin the Cheerios. Her hair looks banging and <laughs> she wants to, she wants to end her high school career on a high note. Um, and the payoff Of that storyline in the last shot does not go well for her
0: yeah they were really trying to set up some emotional resonance of like quinn getting into the cliffhanger accident at the end and um haven't been doing much with quinn this season question mark not that i Mm -mm. can remember
1: so i guess they were like well we gotta she's gonna want to rejoin the cheerios it was an interesting choice for it to be Quinn to be the one who has a big yeah. accident happen to her like I guess we got to give her something to do and that something okay. is a couple episodes in a wheelchair that's that's Glee's like main go-to we've said that
0: before it's like if they need something to happen to some character it's always Quinn
1: <laughs> yeah yeah she had the baby of <laughs> all these uh, massive problems and now she is uh, potentially dead which, you know, obviously not since we've all seen three more seasons of the show. But, in the cliffhanger style, we don't even know what happens.
2: Considering, like, what happens to Quinn's character after the end of this season, I wonder if Ryan did consider just killing her off.
1: Mm. That could have been interesting.
2: He essentially disappears. I mean, Diana comes back a few times, but mm-hmm. she is not one of the... Frequently invited back cast members.
1: No, she she is not. No. Uh, I'm not sure whose choice that is. It might be hers. Yeah, um, I
2: mean, I wouldn't it, blame her either.
1: It could have been interesting to, you know, you're setting up that Dave Karofsky yeah. attempts suicide, but instead it's the girl who mm. seems to finally have everything that she wants who ends up dying. Could have been i'm sure we would have hated it if it happened yeah um but it isn't
2: i was watching it i was like that really would have been like a move if they'd done that not necessarily
1: love but a move yeah Yeah. not good well maybe good could have been good depending on how yeah they dealt with it in the back half of the season and going forward if they were just like uh, q six months later and we've all forgotten about our best pal quinn
2: in the long uh, run, it wouldn't have been good because they have to deal with another character death that is not voluntary. So I think, which yeah. is not something they obviously would have known at all, but.
1: No. Um,
0: well, I was sitting here thinking about that. I'm like, did Glee ever kill off a character who wasn't, w- that wasn't a necessity? Only Sue's sister. Yeah. Sue's sister.
1: Sister. I think
0: that's the only character that ever mm-hmm. just got killed off for the show. Which is interesting because I think Glee sometimes can slip into the kind of more soap opera-y shows like Grey's Anatomy or something. Mm, mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes. You know, it still tries to be a comedy. But there's some, like, very heavy things that they go into. But death isn't one that they visit often.
1: (sighs) Yeah. No, and it's not like Ryan Murphy avoids death in his other shows. Right. So... Who knows? Maybe the maybe the network was like, "Let's not kill off teenagers on this show."
2: Yeah, really. Yeah. The fact that it was
1: yeah. like teenagers, like
2: more or less reality setting, might have made a difference.
1: Yeah, and even in the school shooting episode, down the line, no one cool. is actually hurt. Right? It's not even um, a real school shooting. Yeah, it's right. Like they like, <sighs> which we can get into when we get there in like a season. But that to me is one of the worst attempts that they've made at a. Saying something big is, like, this fake school shooting. And I think that's why
0: On My Way is ultimately successful is, number one, Chris, Darren, and Max are really carrying the show on their backs. And number two, Glee hadn't yet crossed the line into too many very special episodes on too many preachy subjects. Like, Mm -hmm. the fact that, like, teen gay suicide and texting and driving are in the same episode is a little that's a lot much um but i think they hadn't overdone it yet like this at least the karofsky's storyline has some this is this is a continuation of something we've been seeing all season Mm -hmm. it wasn't just literally one capital v
1: very special episode i i do wonder why murphy key and i know murphy has said like he just really likes max adler but I do wonder why he keeps coming back to Karofsky, writing him endings, and then bringing him back right? all over. Like, Karofsky has now had this is his second, like, we didn't need to see you again ending. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we were good. Yeah. Your story ended. You are fine. And then they brought him back for this one. And the story ends. And he is good. He seems to be in a much better place. We don't need to see him again. He doesn't even go to the school. And he comes back yet again and i i don't understand why murphy devotes so much time to bringing back this particular character for like what purpose what just to <laughs> why
0: And why they're him? so they're so like lukewarm on it too like i would have supported oh my god what if like what if like Kurofsky had gone to dalton and like joined the warblers sure like that would have been interesting. Yeah. Um, more Sebastian, more Trent, more all the other warblers that are there. Yeah. I would have loved that. I love Dalton storylines. Like they just they bring him in for like mm, three episodes and then he's gone. And then he doesn't he, does he come back between now and season six? I don't think so.
1: I think the next time we see him is in the storyline that doesn't exist.
0: Exactly. <laughs> so like much yeah. because the end of his conversation with Kurt in this is like You said you want to be friends, like, I would like to be friends, but then Mm -hmm. never see any casual friend interaction. Mm -mm. They don't even go back
1: to scandals till, like, Mm -mm. once again, season six. So, yeah. And if he were at, if he then was like, I'm going to transfer to Dalton where I'm not going to be bullied, Mm -hmm. then then him showing up now and again is like, fine. And then you Mm -hmm. could have, like, well, me, you know, Blaine saying me and karofsky have been getting closer you're like well i I get it because you're you got friends you go back and forth between dalton like kind of fine no but fine
0: and oh my god salt in the wound because blaine has like no lines or anything about karofsky's storyline in
1: this episode like Mm -hmm. yeah no he doesn't have a lot of lines in this episode anyway no like Um, i imagine he didn't have time to rehearse
0: (laughs) (laughs) true um but I'm just thinking, like, you know, now that we have this bird's eye view of like what's going to happen throughout the rest of this series, like, mm-hmm. really fucked up. Like, I feel like there could have been some room for interpretation had Blaine said anything about anything, but he literally has zero lines
1: about Karofsky.
0: Yeah. If if anyone in this
1: episode wow. if anyone grows closer to Karofsky, it's Kurt. Yeah, definitely you know if if you want to go down the line following kurt and blaine's relationship and what happens and who kurt might turn to i sure i guess cuz they've had more than one conversation now right and like you know? maybe
0: bonded over something substantial
1: versus like bullying
0: yeah <laughs> like physical like, violence the summation of blaine's interaction with karofsky at this point is the stairwell in never been kissed
1: yes uh-huh maybe wow. they text frequently <laughs> maybe they follow each other on tumblr i mean let's
0: be real the whole thing is that it's a small town and there's only so many gays <laughs> that's really what
1: it comes that's... down to i'm sure that in season seem... six but yeah that does seem to be the issue here yeah but i, know, it's,
0: I, it's I remember when this episode came out and i'm stop me if i'm skipping around too much but mr schuster leads the like circle up on the stage after like mm-hmm. everybody finds out about karoski's suicide attempt and obviously mr Shu gives like the most hollow weird a story of his own like suicidal thoughts that just feels very like not equivocal mm-hmm. to the experiences being had by other people than the traumas had by other people and i remember there being a tumblr post like back in the day like wouldn't that have been so much more powerful if blaine was sharing that he had had some sort of depression suicidal thoughts
1: when he was going through trauma like yep and yeah again it's it's like the wrong character with the wrong storyline yeah because we know the Blaine was attacked and has trouble with his dad and has has the background to have had an incident like that but no like let's bring mr schuster's bad test score in <laughs>
0: i know and blaine like doesn't share anything really substantial at all in that circle up Mm-mm. like wow really just glee wasted it, opportunity
2: yeah it felt like the writers literally just forgot that they had that character with that
0: background Mm-hmm. Like,
2: which is
0: Extra upsetting because I felt like there was a lot of other good continuity in this episode. Mm-hmm. There was. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. Rachel or. um, Well, yeah, I mean, the continuity of, of Rachel choosing herself over Finn. Yep. You know, I Finn was so shocked when Rachel didn't want to step back from regionals be, uh, by being black by, by Sebastian. I was like, Finn, where where have you been, sweetie? this is is what she does. Like, of course she's going to perform. What do you what do you think? (laughs) Like, that's that's who she is. And you should be pissed, but you should also have seen that coming. So that I appreciated they didn't suddenly. I appreciate when they don't forget that Rachel is inherently self-centered. And that's not necessarily bad. Yeah,
0: she was more likable in this episode than some others yeah rangely
2: yeah i think rachel like in proximity to her father's is immediately more likable to me because it's like oh, I see where that comes from true and it makes it funnier
0: mm-hmm. yes it does because their like react crowd reactions to
1: the yeah. competition set were everything <laughs> As if it was as if they had never seen her perform before.
2: (laughs) I know. And perhaps never will again, considering we never see them. I know.
1: (laughs) They were so stunned. Oh, yeah, I did write in my notes. Let's assume. um... Oh, that was the thing I was going to say is um, if I had just read my notes in time. Um, Sebastian is another character who could have had a tragic backstory that would connect to Karofsky it didn't have to be I mean he wouldn't have been at the circle up on stage but we could have gotten um at the lima bean when he has the um the McKinley Uh, queer club I was about to say the summit the summit of the gays as I said yeah yeah (laughs) the queer the queer lima bean summit um and he sincerely apologizes that would have been an opportunity for him to be like a little crack in the armor of, you know, I, I to X, Y, and Z. Um, right. But no, like why he doesn't, why give him a backstory at all? <laughs> Except for. <laughs> that he <drinking>. drinks Kavastia. <laughs>
0: yes. Like mother's milk. That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> a drink
1: that nobody, but a Saturday Night Live character has ever imbibed. <laughs> You've never bought it. I've never bought it. Your parents yeah. have never bought it. Nope. I'm pretty sure I had never heard of it until Glee. Yeah, I don't yeah. even know how to spell it to Google it. So yeah. there's, there's a lot of vowels happening. <laughs> it's just uh, there's a lot.
0: But I um, I did, I did imp- appreciate the summit of the gays the the queer summit mm-hmm. um, moment because.
1: Wow, when did that ever happen? That's yeah. true. It's like there wasn't a straight person on screen. Like, that was well, nice. characters, but yes. <laughs> Allegedly.
0: Allegedly, that's right. Yeah. No, it was nice. It was like, oh, yeah, look how many there are. And and Sebastian, like, called them, like, he, apparently. So, like, he just has them all, has them all in speed dial. Like, they're all mortal enemies, but yeah. <laughs> small town queers are hard, hard to come by. So, it's like, well, yeah.
1: I think they probably have a group chat.
2: (laughs) Probably
0: so.
1: Got to. (laughs) And, like, he keeps trying to start a little, um, a little thread going, and he just gets, like, gifts back. (laughs) Or, like, the little thumbs up when you tap on a text. Yep. But no one wants to talk to him. Yeah. Just keeps changing his number to get him. (sighs) Poor Sebastian. (laughs) I miss you. Um... Yeah, I guess going uh going back, we kind of skipped over the fact that the the, the suicide storyline is that Karofsky is being bullied by mm-hmm. his new I'm assuming football team. Right. Um although we don't know the extent of it other than someone wrote a slur on his locker and there are some comments on Facebook like you know, he physically assaulted Kurt several times. And not that name-calling is bad, but if he, if there's equations happening here, he did a lot worse to Kurt.
0: So this is kind of the continuation of the storyline we saw in Heart, where he's at the Red Sticks yep. with Kurt at the end and his, like, football peer teammate sees him with Kurt. <laughs> <Sorry. Yep. laughs> I was like, what is it called?
1: Um, his, his peer, his football peer. His football peer. Um,
0: correct. Exactly. And then assumes based solely on the fact that two men are at a restaurant together that it is romantic in nature
1: mm-hmm.
0: teenage boys but um i know right they do you kind stood of,
1: closer to th- than three feet to a guy
0: <laughs> right no is fellas is it gay to eat, eat food with a friend um they weren't even eating but i know <laughs> yeah no i i agree that it's like interesting how much more sensitive fragile um Mm -hmm. much more of a powder keg karofsky is compared to kurt blaine you know some of these other queer Mm -hmm. characters and their storylines of of the trauma and bullying they went through Mm -hmm. i think that's uh the patriarchy is and um like toxic masculinity are a hell of a drug yes is part of that
1: yeah, it could be that Ryan Murphy was trying to, or whoever wrote this episode, was, was trying to say something about, uh, what, like, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Like, mm. how how deeply that sense of masculinity was running in Karofsky, that right. it was so fragile. um, Where Kurt and Blaine and whomever else have had to uh, put stronger armor on over the years because it's been constant
2: because literally people like karofsky were yeah like, yeah
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: I, this is sort of like verging into the same topic but i i really have issues with the um part of the storyline where kurt is like i should have just answered a call he, he wanted to be friends i'm like mm-hmm. i don't like the idea that you are morally obligated to become friends with the person who traumatized you enough
1: mm-hmm. right. i
2: mean I don't know, not answering the phone calls, perfectly valid. I mean, it sucks for Dave. Like, the idea of a closeted character going through what Karofsky went through. Mm -hmm. It also has some merit, like, to show. But, I don't know, I just don't like the framing of, you know, Kurt needing to be this, like...
1: Moral center.
2: Yeah. Right? Like, no, you're you're allowed to not want to talk to someone that abused you.
1: Yeah, and it's not like Karofsky just... Um, glared at him across the hallway <laughs> it's been an ongoing yeah. you know he was kicked out of school for it and uh,
2: I mean, like yeah physically assaulted Kurt mm-hmm. sexually assaulted kurt mm-hmm. sort of stopped Kurt <laughs> I mean mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: yeah like yeah. one episode ago
1: mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah literally one episode
1: ago. yeah yeah I I that was a, a big part of it is I didn't like trying to make it seem like Kurt was required somehow to make Karofsky feel better and since he didn't that you
2: know, I, it, it also sort of makes sense that Kurt would have those oh no it's my fault feelings mm-hmm. like, I really wish they'd have been a better point made as
1: to the no it wasn't what he didn't mm-hmm. want right. agreed Yeah, it's a rough subject to try to cover in a 42 minute episode yeah. and I, I don't mm-hmm. think they did the worst job they could have done um I think part of that was the use of Blaine singing cough syrup over the scenes. Right. So that that what you had was an emotional song over the images, and you we didn't have to it wasn't explicit, right? And you, you didn't have maudlin dialogue trying to tell you exactly what's happening. You had the visuals, and you had music leading you to Karovsky's actions rather than him like writing in a diary, like, I'm so sad today.
0: Yeah, I feel like that was really
1: masterful, honestly.
2: Yeah. The lack of dialogue, I think, helped, like, overall. hmm I, I don't know. It just made it a little more, like, poignant.
1: It was. It was a good song choice. The lighting during Cough Syrup, you know, it it set a mood that matched what was how ha- You know, you had, like, Blaine's emotional struggle. It wasn't comparing the two, right? But it was setting a tone for Karofsky's right. scenes. And I thought... I think any other way would have been Uh, I don't think it would have worked so I think the way they shot it really helped the scene and the plot it's not perfect um but for on the glee scale of of serious storylines um thought they did
2: I mean you
1: know for glee not fucking it up is basically right yeah that's a win that's a win that's a win um and you know i'm glad he survived i don't think that's a storyline that glee needed um well they do make you, differently they do make you think he's dead for like a
0: full well they do because when you were watching it live there was the whole you know three minutes of commercials and then nope. there's a long 20 seconds or something until they say attempt when they come <laughs> back and i remember how i felt in that moment watching it live like yeah. i was losing it
1: yeah Well, actual suspense happening there my god eh? who directed this
0: and one of the most honestly effective parts of the episode was when the teachers are all in Figgins' office like talking um about it and they like cut to karofsky's dad mm, mm-hmm. like finding
1: him oh god once again, the adult actors who are only on screen for a few minutes at a time are the real right. stars.
0: <laughs> right? Like, his dad is, like, the most uh-huh. bit character there could be. I don't even remember the last episode he was in, and, like, wow.
1: Yep. Yep. It, it, had, a, uh, it had a real Goblet of Fire vibe to it. Oh, God. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> also sad. Also sad. Sad dad's bringing the a game.
0: And then when Kurofsky is in the hospital talking to Curtin, he mentions like his parents and the pressure that he felt from them. Like, wow, I really felt that. It was, I'm glad that they included that like in the dialogue later on.
1: Yeah, and I, I'll credit to Max Adler for mm-hmm. being good at those because <laughs> you could really, there could be some over dramatic or completely unbelievable, and it. I I know I felt it. <laughs> right I hate your character but I felt it
0: no yeah I definitely feel a lot more I don't know if I I definitely feel a lot more empathy for Karofsky upon this viewing of of the story Mm -hmm. just because once again Clay and Goggles is always going to come back to that isn't it like I was very angry at Karofsky I think going into this episode for what happened in heart and like him like messing with Kurt like that but mm-hmm. I think getting to watch it now from more of an objective point of view, like, I do think Max Adler fucking killed it. I think a lot of the pressures that Karofsky, Karofsky faced were different than some of the other queer characters. I wish they'd been able to make that a little bit more. Mm hmm part of the storyline like I feel like it'd be because Santana does say in the circle up like I'm looking forward to when my grandmother loves me again which is kind of Mm -hmm. the only reference to the fact that like there are some other queer characters who are not accepted for who they are either yeah Yeah. and I feel like it could have been so much more powerful had they given more of a spotlight to all the queer characters and their processing instead they spent a lot of time on Quinn and her processing of what happened to Karofsky which I, I get why, because they had to build some uh-huh. em- emotional feeling for the last scene. But, yeah, it just wasn't as authentic, I think, as it could have been.
1: Yeah, especially because Quinn's POV on um, uh, Karofsky's attempt is is a little harsh. Mm-hmm. I get it, but it it is one of those, like, okay, this just happened. Why don't you take a step back for a minute and let people yeah. grieve or just process before you come in with some, some 17 year old judgment here. Yeah. Especially, you know, she should know. Well, and I, I did appreciate people calling her out. Like your pregnancy does not equal what he's going through, but at the same time, you're right. We don't know everything he's going through because he's not a main character. We get a few, we get a few minutes here and there of what pressures he's under. Um. It just—it's hard to build it up to it if he's not the main part of the show.
0: Yeah, and it's tough to like build any nuance in there either because it's like they could have brought up the fact that like Quinn was kicked out of her house, like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, but they didn't. Like Kurt was just kind of like nobody, you know, no one ever stopped loving you or something like that, or, um, Mm -hmm. or guess he didn't say no one, but he said like people, the universe, or something never stopped loving you, and it's like well she is white and cis and you know Mm -hmm. a woman so yes but at the same time like she was very much kicked out of her house and like mercedes was there in the room
1: right right could have been like (laughs) hey remember when you had to live in my house i know yeah
0: this just goes back to the fact that the glee riders room was just blank no one was keeping track (laughs) No one was keeping track. And
1: and what that does is it really lets a lot of balls drop where Mm -hmm. the conversation was fine, but it could have been so much better.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Like Quinn's point could have been so much stronger if they had remembered to make her point other than just it's selfish and he hurts other people. Like, okay, but let's, let's take like 30 seconds to dig into why you feel that way. That... Like, let's let's go back and remember, like, your parents are crazy and you also had all this pressure on you to be the perfect teenage girl. Yeah. And you got pregnant by a loser. <laughs> and you had to give up your baby and then you went insane. Like, right. Let's, let's take the 30 seconds to talk about it. It's all there. It's already there. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: Our coulda, shoulda, will be high this episode.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Yeah. I mean, I do appreciate that they they took the time to script like a lot of different perspectives, kind of, and the like. Mm-hmm. I think it I think it gave a very authentic feeling. Well, besides the woulda, of um, like the fallout of such an event and what might happen, I thought it was interesting that like Figgins brought up that like copycat attempts are common. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. That play out, not that I wanted that to happen um necessarily at all, but besides that, I felt like it it did feel like, yes, Quinn's response was a little bit silly the way that they framed it, you know mm-hmm. all it, info notwithstanding, but I did feel like, yeah, that's probably what I would have thought when I was her age, um so I do appreciate when they write teenagers in a way that feels very teenagery
1: mm-hmm. nah. No. <laughs> very um short-sighted exactly in, in your opinions
0: and it yeah. was um roberto Aguirre sacasa wrote this episode by the way i looked that up because i thought yeah. i was like who who got all this
1: continuity <laughs> who did this one <laughs> who almost you know 75 percent continuity that's all he had time for because he only gets six minutes to write an episode. I know.
0: Oh, because he even like brought up when Sue was principal. Cause she's like, I was principal when Karofsky mm-hmm. and Porcelain were having their conflict or whatever.
1: Yes. I thought that was another area that could have been a little more nuanced of like, let, let, let's let talk about the failures mm-hmm. of the school in dealing with Karofsky and Kurt, because they are many. Yeah.
0: If only we didn't have to, shove in regionals in this episode we probably could have made time for that
1: yeah right well that's the, yeah that's true it does it's just a little jam-packed but it, i think it being jam-packed does make it feel urgent and it right. does really rush you up to the the um, mid-season finale which i get i understand and yet right. you know it it does leave room I guess it leaves room for fic.
0: <laughs> That's the good thing about Glee. There was always room for fic.
1: It's always room to take the three seconds of screen time and go, what really happened there? <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, what else do we have? I mean, there's so much, there's so much in this episode. Um, we do have regionals. There is music in this episodes beyond Blaine's, um, stunning performance it's actually music i like too mm-hmm. i did too yeah there was some good um i feel like we didn't hear enough of the third show choir they're um <laughs> they were talented they their chamber-, chamber music their chamber music yeah um i feel like we really our lady of perpetual sorrow <laughs> um i really liked um so Finn and Rachel announce that they are going to get married after regionals, whether or not they win. Um, and everyone is invited, including Quinn, because Rachel, I guess, is always harboring uh, a yen for Quinn, which is not explored nearly enough. Um, there's some yeah. lines in here. There is that Faberry, is that right? Faberry, yeah. Cir- yeah. In the
0: circle up on stage. Rachel's like, I'm gonna be friends with all of you forever. And then it's like really significant uh-huh. glance between her and Quinn. So Cut
1: cut to Quinn. Um, and then there's the line that Quinn has about is he the so after the the performance at Regionals, um, she has the line about when you were singing that song, you were singing it to Finn and only Finn, right? Like, right. What mm-hmm. is this line? <laughs> like why That's
0: would you put the- this in here? It's such a suggestive line. She it was really like, is. Yeah. She's like, Finn's the only person you were singing to, right? Like, I think nobody told Diana that it wasn't gay is what happened. I
1: think that's, <laughs> that's fair.
0: Yeah. I Maybe think um... Diana is just like,
2: so in a few years, we're thinking of having you sleep with one of these female leads. <laughs> <laughs> She was just doing, doing her best. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was thinking like, much like Supernatural, no one told them it wasn't gay. That's right. They were just interpreting.
0: Just interpreting the words, <laughs> the scripts, man.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. So we get we get regionals. We get um, Darren's Dracula impression in the background.
0: It's oh, one of my favorite is, moments.
1: It remains a perfect background claim slash Chris Colfer moment. Fight me. And, you and you know, Chris
0: just decided, like, you just know that was the two of them deciding, like, Chris was like, okay, Kurt's going to be, like, scared of the vampire. Yep, yep. And Darren's like, Blaine's
1: going to tease him about it. Oh, so cute. Such yep. a cute moment. Just <sighs> take, pour one out for the background clean moments. Uh,
0: Darren and Chris were trying so hard to give us water in the, in the <laughs> desert that we were in.
1: <laughs> They knew we was parched. We was parched. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't actually mean to say it that way. It just came out. <laughs> I'm too Pacific Northwest for that kind of thing. I can't say that. <laughs> uh, so the uh, wow, I almost said the Daltons. <laughs> <laughs> they're not so, not the Daltons. They're not not the Daltons. The Warblers get to perform first and they start out with Stand. Uh great song. Not as mm-hmm. great as Glad You Came though. Turn the lights out now, now I'll take you by the
0: hand, And you another drink, drink, drink it if you can, can you spend a little time, time is slipping away, away from us, so stay. stay, with me, I can make,
1: make you glad you
0: came,
1: I think of their two, Glad You Came is, is my preferred, yeah, definitely I actually
2: wrote that in the notes, Glenn. Mm-hmm. Superior to stand. They're both good though.
0: Yes. I wrote that Glad You Came is probably my second favorite Warbler song without Darren Mm -hmm. as a lead after Whistle. of the, of the post darren warbler era <laughs> post- it was a whistle and then glad you came oh my god <laughs> not that remember- there's a
1: lot of songs to choose from no
0: forget that two cents
1: it's really jumping ahead but i remember fighting with people on tumblr like there was no fucking way they're actually performing a song like whistle and then it actually happened i was like well i stand corrected
2: <laughs> oh yeah I, they are Fight anyone who says their favorite non-Darren Warbler song isn't whistled. True.
0: (laughs) These are are Glee on the Rock's opinions that we will die by. No, these are Glee on the Rock's facts.
1: These are are not even opinions. Straight facts. We've
0: transcended opinions.
1: In fact, the rest of this podcast is going to be about the song Whistle. We're going to dissect it in <laughs> nine parts. Line by line. Line by line, hip thrust by hip thrust, we will explain the perfection.
0: And honestly, speaking of hip thrust, this competition is kind of the new era of choreography for the Warblers. Because it is. There's yeah. a lot of step touches back in the Darren days, um, mm-hmm. the Blaine days, and now they're like, Ooh, they got some style. They got some tricks.
1: They do. I feel like maybe Darren's hip looseness does not match Grant's. (laughs) So... (laughs) Professional Broadway dancer Grant Gustin showed up and they were like, Well, that stick can dance.
0: <laughs> dance better than he sings, bless him. Although he was doing a fair job. He was trying his best.
1: He was for having not performed live or, you know, have not sung in yeah. quite some time. Like, good for mm-hmm. you, man. God, I would not want to step into that role. I know. Or or any role, but that one <laughs> really he, he carries it
0: well. Like he the way he the way he carries Sebastian just mm-hmm. in all his scenes is just m- amazing. Like, truly yeah. masterful. Like, Grant really, like, committed to the attitude and
1: the swagger. He did, yeah. And I, I think by this time, Chris slash Kurt was having more fun having Grant slash Sebastian mm-hmm. with his line about, like, I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. I was distracted by your giant horse team." <laughs> was like, thank you. I know they their sass off is like mm-hmm.
0: one of my favorite things about Glee. I wish they had more.
1: I'd really needed them to be frenemies. I needed them yes. to like Will and Sue but Kurt and Sebastian like, I would like
2: that. sometimes
1: yeah. they hate each other and sometimes they fuck. Like I'm just <laughs>
0: Yeah. There's I'm, just I'm not there's just not enough sebastian in general like after this, like he's not in too many more episodes and that's really upsetting i mean i know he got a
1: better job and that's not his fault but like yeah he's the fucking flash and all but i know i know you just get to lead a show for seven seasons or you get to be a bit character on 12 episodes (laughs) like you decide we just did it so well (laughs) i know at least we have this moment Uh, i I did appreciate the the warblers taking donations for yeah what was it the lady gaga born this way foundation foundation Foundation. um them pausing the show to take donations very much reminded me of the broadway cares equity fights aids nights on broadway where Mm -hmm. at the end the actors would come out on stage with literal buckets asking for donations and it was always one of those like you knew it was broadway cares week when you saw buckets start coming out like oh no they're gonna do speeches on stage (laughs) i want but you couldn't like leave because they can see you i know like i just paid 150 dollars for this ticket i don't have anything
0: left (laughs) i think the one broadway show i've seen was was a broadway cares week yeah
1: Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah so um oh my other note is glad you came is for blaine fight me (laughs) i don't care to elaborate frankly it's
0: a good good head canon
1: i think it is or maybe he
0: was just talking about the queer summit in general
1: that's true that's true (laughs) um thank you
0: queers of lima
1: (laughs) yeah i could have watched a whole episode of like the lima heights queer uh coffee night at the lima bean
0: i know it was like a 30-second scene, and it's really upsetting.
1: Really, really sticks in the mind. It's putting my um, coulda, shoulda, up way
0: over the average. It does. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, So we have Our Lady of Petrol, Perpetual Sorrow, which does make me wonder about the quality of the rest of the, um, what was it, sectionals that year? If they made it I to know. regionals.
0: They made it to regionals. I hate Glee's trope that, like, the third choir is always just a joke. Uh-huh. Except then they weren't because their sectionals choir was Gerber
1: baby. And she's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did Gerber baby lose? Yeah. To, uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's like not a funny joke anymore. Like it was funny the first season when the glue club wasn't very good. So they needed, you know, old people choir to beat. Yeah. But it's like, no, they're good now. They're, they're good the
1: now. <laughs> They need real competition, like the Warblers.
0: And once again, in this competition, the New Directions gets three songs while everybody know. else only gets one or two.
1: I wrote that down. Okay, so you you were in Show Choir. So they start out with what I actually like of a mashup of "Fly." I believe I can fly. I liked it until I remembered the rapping that was happening. I used to think- I know, and I was like, "Oh right, Santana gets to rap," and then Blaine showed up, and, then and Blaine I Blaine comes out. <laughs> just like every <laughs> once in a while, I remember why people hate his character, and I was like, "Oh God, please!" Like, they is gave that him like, the
0: most. Obnoxious I know. part of the song, like what can no. he do?
1: Yo, yo, <laughs> he, yo! He
0: he had to say "me against enemies, me against friends." Though they I weren't going to give that
1: line to anybody else. They weren't, and I just it felt a little like punishment for him going off to Broadway for a few weeks. Like, okay, you get to come back, <laughs> but you have to rap on your first. Like, I was just, but I like the I like the the song part of the mashup. Um, but no, my question as. If you are a show choir professional, <laughs> half, half the club just leaves for the second song. It's just the trouble tones. Okay. So I wrote this down, actually. This is
0: a real thing in um, okay. show choir culture um, or, <laughs> you know, uh, I guess show choir um, standards is that you do have a girl's number and a guy's number. So generally oh. if, people who haven't gotten to listen to our Patreon episode where I go through like what high school show choir is really like, your set is about 20 minutes long and you sing about five to six songs. Um, and usually two of those are a girl's number and a guy's number. Um, okay. So I had totally forgotten that they made the, the pact that the treble tones would get to have a number in competition going forward. Totally. They didn't mention it again in this episode and then they showed up and I was like, Oh yeah. But um, yeah, I did write that down because that is something that that show choir
1: is really also uh, do. Oh, okay, so we have mm-hmm. a factual show choir, um, maybe. <laughs> <But> <laughs> At least also, it's not, you know, totally off rocker.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, but also, like, in real high school show choir, single sex groups do not compete against mixed gender groups. Um, huh. They have their own. Yeah, so there's all oh. girl... Well. First of all, you'd never have an all-boys group in high school. I mean, Dalton sort of gets away with it because their school is all-boys, but um, those just don't exist. Um, Well, maybe they do – like, I live in New Orleans now, and there are a lot of all-boys, like, high schools and stuff. But, of course, in Alabama where I grew up, there are not. But Mm -hmm. um, there would be usually all-girls groups and then mixed groups from the same school because you just always have way more girls than guys Mm -hmm. that want to be involved in show choir. So.
1: Okay. I okay. have two
0: choirs. So, like, my high school had an all girls choir, and then a mixed choir. Interesting, And we had separate
1: competitions, um, sometimes all on imagine- the same day, but like you're competing against your peers. Right. Can you imagine if there were two sets of regionals and nationals and sectionals for this fucking show? <laughs> like, <laughs> we had to watch the Trouble Tones and also the New Directions, figure out like who wins and who gets to it. Like, oh my God. I know. Honestly, they couldn't have sustained that because then they would, <laughs> Glee just
0: refuses to just have extras it's like everybody's gotta have a plot and an identity and, and a background like they couldn't flesh out a whole choir full of girls and mixed this is saying that they the, no <laughs> <laughs> uh, no it being the cheerios is enough of a hand wave and that's like as close as they get
1: that's true <laughs> Um, um
0: but i really love that number that chi- uh the treble tones do stronger what doesn't kill you
1: um i did i don't know about you i did think that ending on here's to us was a bummer because i didn't Such need two and a half choice. minute. it's a it's a weird choice i never remember that the song exists mm-hmm. i like when people are like oh i really like that here's to us number like which number on what show
0: yeah <laughs> i don't I, I don't like that song personally like no don't care for it the vibes are weird
1: I wrote that um, they got three songs and then I went, well, two songs and a Rachel solo. Always. (laughs) Because it's two fucking minutes of Rachel and then the others kind of show up. And so does Ian Brennan dressed as a vampire, (laughs) (laughs) which always bothers me.
0: One of my favorite bit characters. It's stupid and I love it. (laughs)
1: Like, you have (laughs) to be here. It's
0: the the people that they choose to be the judges are one of those things was it's like it's stupid but it's inconsequential which makes it funny yeah like, it's genuinely funny <laughs> yes <laughs> yes it was like a what was it a zoning committee member and a
1: <laughs> union leader <laughs> like it made no sense at all were you surprised about who won
0: no, because um, the New Directions has got three songs and everybody yeah.
1: else got two. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: No, yeah. I mean... You no,
1: know, I was just going to yeah. say, like, why why are the Golden Goblets cheering for third place when there are only three teams?
0: I wrote like, that down, too. Why like, do they do
1: that? <laughs> like, you, you lost. Like... If there are only three teams and you came in third, you literally lost. Like how? I'll
0: never understand. I feel like in the first season, no, the first time they go to nationals, so that's season two, they do a good job of making you see that, like, yes, there are many more teams than what we are showing you. Mm -hmm. There are many more. But they never do that for sectionals or regionals. And that's weird to me. Like, every show choir competition I ever did in high school, there were, like, 20 teams minimum. Mm Mm-hmm. And at the end, only like two representatives from every team get to go on stage and like accept the award. Of course, that wouldn't be good for like, you know, cinematically, but they could, you know, put, yeah, just put a bunch of random couples of people up there, little mm-hmm. clumps of people and, and be like, yeah, we beat 20 teams. We beat yep. 10 teams. We beat five teams. Like, and then you'd be actually excited about winning third.
1: Yeah. You like came in third of 50. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Like that's great. Right
0: know no they make them cheer for third place and it's so yeah. funny
1: <laughs> and they're very excited about it and then they're uh,
0: like jumping up and down like what yeah.
1: <laughs> i did have a little moment when blaine goes over to shake sebastian's hand i was like yay and I know. somehow that's not the mid game i i just okay it, i don't even know yeah. yeah. i haven't eaten enough today to be able to that's, <laughs> that's not true
0: well uh, our unified theory is
1: <laughs> the, unified... Was the
0: flash and he couldn't yes take on glee
1: season he couldn't and, and i f- i forgive him for that
0: <sighs> yes we, just we just have so to <laughs>
1: we're required vaguely
0: oh, but you know at the end of here's to us when the guys are like up in the balcony kurt and blaine are in the same box together and we don't get a close-up <laughs> shot of them
1: I, I, so, like, they're not sitting next to each other during the circle up. They don't... So annoying. They, I mean, we <laughs> we went over this at the time. But, like, <laughs> why are they the only couple who doesn't sit together routinely?
0: Finchel is always sitting together. Or they're, like, front and back of each other at the very mm-hmm. least. It's mm-hmm. so
1: frustrating. Like, at least they were sitting together in the stands for the performances. Yeah. But, like, I, how... And why? every
0: other little box of guys gets a close-up except for theirs, or I think so. Ridiculous. Yeah,
1: it's kind of like when they do, I think it's coming up tongue-tied where all the couples mm-hmm. kiss except for <sighs> Kurt and Blaine. You're just like, I can't. You're getting me right. infuriated like 10 episodes
0: too early. I know, but like, <laughs> you, do. it's Blaine's it's gif so of mad. like, why do you always do this? <laughs> I know. Well, see, this is where Clain Shippers got a bad reputation because we were so angry because it was just so obvious like Mm -hmm. this is being left on the cutting room floor somewhere yeah like there are clearly kisses touches moments close-ups where they're just next to each other that we're not getting what the fuck is that
1: i mean i could say what i think (laughs) i mean
0: why don't you let us in
1: i i mean (laughs) like maybe on patreon we can say what we think
0: (laughs) (laughs) subscribe to our patreon Patreon. (laughs) page
1: Subscribe for 50 minutes of us complaining as to why Kurt and Blaine don't get the same physical affection on Glee. Subscribe now. It might be longer than that. I feel like that's conservative. That would be a four-part episode. (laughs) Season by season. Well, yeah, it would be. It would be like, here's what happens in 2009 to 2010. And then here's 2011, 12. And then 13, 14. And then like 14 onwards, because there's very little to go
0: on. Like I remember the moment we got nine kisses to fill up a gift set, and it was
1: huge. Yeah, huge. yeah. <laughs> took six years.
0: It took like literally till like season four or five. I know. It's fine. <laughs> mm. um, Terrible. But um, congrats to the new directions. I guess the new directions. New directions. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yep. But um, uh, what's the vampire's name? Uh, I wrote
1: it down i was like i don't pay that much attention although i did like i thought sugar. it was
0: so ridiculous
1: i like sugar going up to hug him <laughs> she was oh, so excited yeah. in the sands sven goobles that's it <laughs> <I knew> that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it reminded me of the time it was like uh southern ohio's favorite party clown okay. <laughs> mr giggles or whatever he was yeah similar similar vibes um but um, yeah, I guess congrats, they're going to nationals or whatever.
2: <laughs> and that's our attitude about it.
0: It just yeah. felt so anticlimactic, you yeah. know, it's like, well, you said you were going to win and then you did. Okay. That's like not even the most important part of this
1: episode. You no, know, and it also doesn't have any, it doesn't mean that like, it, it didn't have anything to do with the wedding. Like, well, if we win, we'll get yeah. married. But if we don't win, we have to focus on uh, something else like, well. This just didn't matter. It's just a get into the wedding here. Right. Um oh before we get into the wedding, we did for we forgot Kurt and Blaine walking down the hallway and holding hand in hand. One of my favorite
0: hey. moments. Yes.
1: Yeah. So cute. Um Blaine says, Hey for
0: Bray, looking good. And I she know. says, Thanks, boys. Thanks, boys. So cute.
1: And then the episode ends there. Right?
0: <laughs> and then that's it. Everybody's I think, happy. I
1: think that's it. Uh, but no, they, uh, mm-hmm. they're they going to get married at the justice of the peace. The parents fully agree that it's a terrible fucking idea and yet do absolutely nothing to stop it because they're spineless. Uh, Sue tells Mr. Shu that she's pregnant, offers to help win nationals. And all of this happens in like five minutes.
0: Oh, no, yeah. there's more, too. Kurt goes to visit Dave at the hospital. Oh, oh that's right. right. He's he before the yeah. wedding somehow. Even yeah, though the wedding was
1: supposed to be right after regionals. The fuck? Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. He somehow changes, goes to visit Dave, has a heart to heart, and then changes into a suit to go to the Justice of the Peace. <laughs> like, and then didn't somehow they're all yourself.
0: waiting for Quinn. And I'm like,
1: how is that possible? Y'all <laughs> just chilling. I want to know how far Quinn lives. So the, the yeah. performance was at McKinley. The justice of the peace has to be downtown, at least, right? Like if you're saying it's it's the city, city hall, it's Mm going to be in downtown Lima, or (laughs) I am guessing (laughs) if there is a downtown Lima, but Quinn is out driving in like country back roads. Well,
0: welcome to living in a
1: rural place growing up. Uh, (laughs) Like like Uh where, where is she going? (sighs) All right. Well, she's uh, on her way to the wedding. That's not getting postponed by the parents. Oh, just I uh, just thought I'd throw that one in there real quick because oh, it's yeah. the title and it's the text. So.
0: Oh, I know. Mm, excuse me. Um, I was gonna say, <laughs> I do find um, just the misters Barry such a joy. Um, I did like mm-hmm. that they had that little scene at the end where they're like last ditch effort trying to stall mm-hmm. the wedding. Um, I thought that was very cute. Uh, the seizure part. Yeah. New plan. I'm gonna fake an epileptic seizure. You
1: are not an epileptic. That's why I'm gonna fake it. <laughs> yeah. He's
0: like, oh, he says I don't drive. He'll <laughs> be like Leroy, drive La-Roy. Her away. I don't drive. <laughs> I'm like, that's such a, a gay trope. He's cute. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just like that Leroy is sitting there with nothing to say. Like he can't even believe he's I there.
0: Know. <laughs> he's just there for moral support. Yeah. It was interesting how much Carol was. Chill about the whole thing.
1: More so yeah. than the others. I feel like they just needed one parent to be right a little more loose on it. Um, yeah. I I'm just if- so surprised that none of them fucking said anything to their kid. Like they're still children. Yeah. Who can say no? You're like not even 18. Be- yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, all you have to do is cut off the financial support and they're gonna rethink that real fast. Mm-hmm. Neither of them have jobs.
0: Yeah. Well, if they're not of age, then the parent has to, like, sign off for them to
1: get married, too. So. Yeah. Yeah. And even if they. Well, no, because they still have. Wait, no, they're seniors, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is their senior year. So let's say they're 18. They still have never had a job. Finn (laughs) has had some odd jobs, but it's not like he can afford rent. Fucking just tell them no. Stand up. (laughs) Be parents, Mr. Hummel.
0: Like there's a time and place for like this reverse psychology play they've been doing Mm -hmm. where we tell them we support it. They'll figure out on their own that it's not the right time. But I feel like the time and the place to uh, switch tactics is before you're at the justice of the peace.
2: But it's Glee.
1: Yes.
0: Just a thought. That feels right. (laughs) Like I don't know when it is, but it's before that. (laughs)
1: Feel like it's maybe at that dinner where you told them to go upstairs, right? Like, like maybe that was a bad idea, personally. I know. Um, but yeah, so they're all uh, they're all waiting on Quinn because suddenly that is the most important thing for Rachel is that Quinn is there. Like, yeah, the most important thing. They are texting and driving, which is our second PSA of the episode. Um, in case you were wondering, texting and driving is still bad. (laughs) Um, I know we've been really focused on things like COVID and the election and like wildfires, but, um, in case you were wondering, still a bad idea to text and drive. And she gets T-boned by an oncoming truck or by a, uh, I guess she's going through the intersection. It's kind of hard to tell, but, um, she gets T-boned and cut to black. And I did really love the use of going to the chapel over. Yeah. It, was, mm-hmm. it was it was a lot like cough syrup where it was just music over some of the dialogue instead of because they were texting and not just talking. Like, I really need you to be here. Oh, I'm on. It was there wasn't a ton of dialogue over them over the scene. I appreciated oh, that.
2: I, I liked how they did the uh, the texting with her texting on my way as she's getting T boned. It's like that, that's, I don't know, the kind of title tie in I appreciate.
1: Yeah. Yes. 100%. Like, ah, you did it right. Yeah.
0: yeah. The emotional kind of fallout of this episode is substantial. There's a lot it to is. meditate on after this one.
1: There is. And yeah. You get
0: through. Many weeks to think about it, you <laughs> know, a... it's true when we watched it live, yeah, it was crazy.
1: Yeah, what was so? This aired, um, this aired on February 21st, 2012, and the next episode airs April 10th, 2012. Wow, March, April, yeah, so you got like two months between, yeah. Um, I'm gonna hold off on any commentary there for the next episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, will, so that's...
0: Yes. Oh, I was just going to say, I will say I, I let the next episode play on Netflix just to see like <laughs> what they follow it up with. And um, God bless, once again, you poor people out there watching this on Netflix for the first time are not getting the emotional resonance you should literally be not. on these episodes at all because it literally... You'd think with a cliffhanger that big, they would pick up right where it left off, and yeah, absolutely not. It's like weeks (laughs) later. It's it's like real time, two months later, basically, or
1: something. It's 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 ridiculous. ridiculous. (laughs) It only works if the audience has has not just seen the scene. Yeah, you you can't go from this like car crash cut to black, and then autoplay next episode into (laughs) what is. A fairly ridiculous episode yeah and I, get, just
0: like even the first scene is just like average day at McKinley like mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah it, it's bananas um, bananas yeah and I know that they use a guest star to get people to watch the show because that there is a long break for the season but whew, it's hard even even some of the songs like when there isn't a commercial break between two songs you're like Jesus I know <laughs> Yeah, Yeah. so this is the the mid-season finale. Kind of works. We're halfway through, well, a little more than halfway through um, season three at this point.
0: Yep, and I think it works because Chris is a a fantastic actor. Max Adler does some of the best he's ever done. And even Darren, I think um, his performance of Cough Syrup could have been very different so like, could yeah could could yeah. have could have come off in a completely different way had he not
1: been as skilled as he is so yeah he does do the like awkward emotional dancing really well yeah um
2: sells it
0: yeah sells it yeah he gets the facials really good
1: <laughs> they are they're, like, they're st- kind of ridiculous in isolation uh, but it works are they somehow. just love is a little ridiculous <laughs> um, he's a little bit ott sometimes just a smidge um <laughs> We gotta sell it for Chris I mean Kirk um, <laughs> that's right I would never say such a thing so favorite songs hmm Chris cough syrup. syrup cough syrup yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: maybe we should just go to second favorite because that one is yeah. gonna be like a given um, stronger like- would
0: probably be my second one
2: what doesn't kill you makes you stronger stand a little i to
0: Because I love the treble tones.
2: But yeah, I'm going to have to go with glad you came.
0: Also good. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, glad you came. That makes sense.
1: mm
0: mm-hmm. uh, Any favorite lines? Yes. I'm trying to find it. Where did I write it down? Oh, my favorite is um Rachel comes up to Finn and she says, I want to get married now. And he's, I have gym. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good.
1: It is good. Uh, classic Finn. <laughs> yep. Mandy, do you have a favorite line?
2: didn't write it down well so let's just assume it's something
0: Sebastian says <laughs> yeah the whole opening <laughs> scene is just yeah, basically
1: yeah yeah distracted by your giant horse teeth yeah I think I think same um where is our uh Kevin McScale
2: he did some singing
1: he did some yeah, singing say he got like one of the
0: short solos yeah so like yeah. one it's like a I don't know like a two, like a two. I can't. I can't remember
1: anything else he did though. Yeah.
0: Not really anything. Does he give even a response at the circle up of something he's looking yeah. forward to? Because he
1: he says that he wants to watch his kids' first step. Oh yeah. Okay. So I guess a two for. Um, okay. Some singing and
0: yeah. Some singing and a line. Okay. Oh, one one whole line. <laughs> Uh our Kleenex mm. Chris and I Darren that, were working overtime for us on this one. <laughs>
2: yeah. The hand brush definitely earns some extra hand
0: holding.
1: They do. So like yes, uh the hand
0: holding, the the teasing about the vampire, the singing just took Kurt. Um Kurt's Kurt, yep. Yeah. And they have a whole convo before that. The gay summit. Mm-hmm. Um yeah.
1: So seven. Or eight?
2: Eh,
0: I was
1: gonna, I was gonna give it like a six because it's mm. not like substantial.
0: That's true. They themselves don't have a storyline because they gone to that opportunity. So
1: yeah, okay. for like that. We get a six, six and a half. Yeah, for like the 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 moments that they put together. Because singing to each other, I know,
0: is not the same as a duet. But beggars That's and true. choosers over here <laughs>
1: <laughs> starting to feel a little parched. Feeling a little parched. Feeling parched. And our coulda, shoulda, woulda. I already oh, forgot God. what we said like an hour ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, The fact that they could have used the queer characters way more in the emotional fallout from Karofsky's suicide attempt, mm-hmm. I think is my main gripe.
1: Because okay. I even
0: got them all together in a room at Lima Bean and then nobody actually said anything about Karofsky, really. Like, it was mm-hmm. just like, Sebastian, you're not going to blackmail us. And he was like, no, I'm not going to.
1: Like, <laughs> you're right. I'm not.
0: We're all skirting around the issue here.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yep. Agreed. Uh, cool. That's that's on on my way. There's a lot. It's a lot of an episode. Yeah. Um, but it's not the worst. You know, for how much there is, it's uh, not the worst.
0: Yeah, actually, I feel like I overall enjoyed the episode. Yeah. Yeah, like it wasn't perfect. They definitely could have, I mean, typical. Um, but I think overall it was like pretty emotionally fulfilled by the end. Oh, I think yeah. um, Kurt and Dave's hospital conversation did a lot of legwork in um, bringing some catharsis to the
1: whole thing. Right.
0: Yeah.
2: I would rather have an episode like this that has like too much storyline. Than the ones that are just like solely filler and True. repetitive and dumb.
1: Mm, or mm-hmm.
2: just a guest star. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like someone just offhandedly mentions that Garofsky attempted suicide and they're like, that sucks. And then they move on.
0: Yeah. yeah. True.
1: It's a really good point, Mandy. Well, well said. <laughs> um, cool. Well, thank you for listening to this Um extensive episode um you can follow us on the social media accounts all of them or some of them you decide and you can check us out on patreon for what is becoming quite a few mini episodes um we are up uh, there's like 19 or 20 posted right now and uh they'll just keep on coming in a wide variety of topics Uh, and we do take
2: suggestions yes
1: A lot of topics a lot of we take suggestions we um are working on our um that's my ship mini series mini sewed mini series um there's one up one about to come be your up next <laughs> <laughs> i gotta do um, some research for mine i know yeah. i need to get into it gotta get into it um we're gonna have you guys tell us about your favorite ships um so get excited and rewatch some of your favorite shit and um you know keep wearing those masks and staying healthy out there and i don't know all right (laughs) thank you for listening we will catch you on the next episode and that's what you missed on glee